Hello and welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. I'm your host, Doug Hill, and in this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Connor Ryan. Connor is a recent graduate from Kettering University in Flint, Michigan, and an avid fan of the Detroit Red Wings and the Detroit Lions. Himself a hockey player through high school, I suspect we'll enjoy plenty of hockey talk, as well as stories of a special trip he and his mother, Kathy Ryan, who was heard previously in our Mother's Day special, took to Super Bowl 56, where they saw the Los Angeles Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. Connor, welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited about this, Connor. This is um, somebody in a skews younger in terms of the demographic because you're in your early 20s, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm always interested to get the perspective of the younger sports fan. Um, so tell us, what's one of your earliest memories of being a sports fan? Yeah, so, yeah, uh, like many people, uh, my, uh, my sports fandom started from playing, uh, playing sports, played pretty much everything growing up. Um, and uh, my first memory of actually watching a sport um, was uh, the Red Wings 2009 Stanley Cup. Um, so that was the one that they lost. They had gone to back-to-back in 08 and 09. Um, but I remember that uh, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Jax, uh, who I know has been on the podcast as well, um, his neighbor um, had a, a huge party in his garage with a projector. Um, so the game was projected on the like the, the back of the garage. And it was, I remember just a ton of people there and uh, me and a couple other people my age um, were kind of playing around and not really watching the game. But I remember that event and... I remember just um, like years later, uh, probably just looking back on why there had been so many people. Um, and now that I um, know what that event was, uh, I, I understand it and uh, wish I could have uh, witnessed everything that the Red Wings did um, even before that, because really that was kind of the decline of the Red Wings. Um, it would have been awesome to experience the, the 90s um, and through 2009 and um even more. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that is the first uh, experience that I remember of watching sports. Okay. Um, now you, you said it was nine and they lost. What game was that? Do you remember what game it was? I think it may have been, did that game uh, series go to seven? It may have been the last. We'll have uh, to fact, fact check, check that after. Because I know okay. that they had obviously lost the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might have gone to seven. Um, and yeah, so that was Sidney Crosby. Um, uh, and to this day, I don't like Crosby because of that. Um, but we got him the first time, so we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, <clears throat> not a lot of a love for Sydney in the yeah. in the Metro Detroit area. That's for sure. Um, and you you reference kind of missing the '90s and the early 2000 aughts with mm-hmm. with that those Wings teams. Um, what do you know about them? Because I know you're you're a fan of hockey. My presumption is that you've kind of looked back, probably checked out some of the video, mm-hmm. um, and and heard from you know parents and and other you know aunts and uncles and whatnot about those teams. What what is your understanding of of those Red Wings teams from that era? Yeah, so I definitely have paid attention um, and like looked back on uh, the Red Wings from that era. The, definitely the Avs uh, rivalry. Um, was awesome and seeing I've probably watched the um, the video of the the turtle Claude Mew fight versus uh, Darren McCarty I've watched that a hundred times because mm-hmm. that is just uh, like any hockey brawl and that is probably one of the best ever uh, maybe that's just 
the Red Wings bias that I have, but um, just seeing players colliding and Darren McCarty finally getting to Claude Lemieux. Um, and I did watch, there's a, the, that document, uh, uh, documentary of um, the rivalry between the two, mm-hmm. which was phenomenal. And I, yeah, it would have been so cool to have experienced that. And uh, as Detroit sports fans, we really haven't gotten uh, to that level of success since then. Um, well, since uh, then, and then that team continued into like the Zetterberg and Datsuk uh, era um, into the 2008 and 2009 yeah. Stanley Cup. Well, you, you referenced um, Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, they would be probably the wings that you would most identify with. What were your thoughts about the two of them as you were a youngster being interested in hockey and, and watching them play? Yeah. What was what was that experience like for you? Yeah, they, they are phenomenal players. Um, and Datsuk, just the way he can control the puck um, and use his body to um, keep it, keep the puck between him and the defender. Um, I mean, he has the best hands in hockey, maybe, of all time. Um, I wish I had that level of skill. That would be so cool. But I, I don't, and I'm a, a defenseman, so I identify with Nick Lidstrom as well. Yeah. Uh, whom I've actually gotten the opportunity to meet. Okay. So it was really cool. And I took his number, number five, um, when I started playing defense. Um, and so, yeah, so those three guys really are, like, um, the, the three biggest uh, Red Wings that are my favorite. Now How did you happen to meet Lidstrom? Yeah, so um, I was at Barnes & Noble, um, and he was doing a signing. He's got a book, which mm-hmm. uh, my generation doesn't read a whole lot, so I haven't even <laughs> read it. I have it in my room. but um, And so I was uh, buying a Bible at, the, at, the, um, mm-hmm. at Barnes & Noble, and somebody at the front of the store said, oh, and by the way, did you know Nick Lidstrom was here? And I'm like, what? I took his number. He's Yeah, he's awesome. He's my favorite hockey player, um, one of the best defensemen of all time. Um, so, yeah. So a little divine intervention. You're, oh, yeah. you're getting a Bible, and you yeah. end up being able to purchase the Lidstrom book and also meet him, yeah, which exactly. is um, any chit-chat between the two of you, or were you just kind of mouth agape and pushing the book across yeah, from the side? It was basically, yeah, basically that. Um, because, yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. If I had expected it, I would have been, like, game plan of what I'm going to say to him and stuff like that. But I was just like, oh, you're so cool. Like, I, I grew up playing hockey, and I played defense and took your number. I think that's basically what I said to him. But, yeah, that was awesome. So, um, And then how about um, Hank Zetterberg? What, what was your recollections of him and, and your thoughts on him as a player? Yeah, he was very good as well. Um, yeah, I think he was my favorite uh, player during that era. Um, but looking back on it more so, I think I identify more with Datsuk because I wish I had his skill, mm-hmm. and um, and, and uh, Nicholas Drum because he plays my position. Um, but at the time, uh, Zetterberg was my favorite, um, and uh, like I don't know, we all kind of picked our favorite players of, of that era of the Red Wings. I picked Zetterberg, and Jack picked Daniel Cleary, who is, yeah, odd. Uh, but Jack always thought that he was as good as... Zetterberg and Datsuk, and, uh, but I don't think so. Um, Franzen, too. Uh, yeah, just that era of Red Wings. Mm-hmm. I wish I could experience that one more time. And certainly with Lidstrom and, and mm-hmm. Zetterberg and I think Franzen as well, all mm-hmm. Swedish. Yep. Right? And as we... As we're discussing or talking today, Datsuk, it's... Uh, you say Datsuk in there? I didn't mention oh, okay. Datsuk, yeah. no. Um, yeah. <laughs> as we discuss this today, we're 
you know, fresh off of the uh, Global Series, were mm-hmm. you able to watch any of the wings over in Sweden, or did you pay attention to that at all? I know it's no, a, no? <laughs> not really. Okay. Yeah. Um, and honestly, with NHL, um, like the past, uh, I don't know, kind of ever since the Red Wings have started to decline. So since they had missed playoffs, I kind of started wanting them to lose a little bit so that they would tank and get better draft picks, which they did lose, but the lottery kind of screws them over all the time. Um, so they didn't get the draft picks that they were supposed to. But now that we're on the um, the climb, um, I will start to pay attention yeah. uh, a little bit more uh, to that. But um, So you you wish that the, perhaps Connor Bedard was in a Wings uniform oh, right now? that would be so cool, yeah. And I'm actually going to the Wings game um, against the Blackhawks in a couple weeks. Yeah. Or I think on the 30th. Okay. Um, so that uh, I can see Connor Bedard because, you know, he's looks like he's the next, uh, like, yeah, McDavid came into the league, and he mm-hmm. was that prodigy, and Bedard is the next guy at that level. Now, we, we all experience this as fans. I'm imagining that you are, if you haven't, you will, especially when you go to see this game, um, when you're able to look out in the ice or the court or the field or whatever and see someone who is now younger than you yeah. dominating yeah. a sport. Um, have you kind of begun to rationalize the fact that there are now professional athletes in the sports that you follow that are your generation or maybe even a little bit younger than your generation? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that it really hit for me when I like got to college age and uh, started, because I had always watched college football as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, wow, I'm older than these people or these people are in my grade um, and they are, you know, getting hundreds of yards in a game and multiple touchdowns and I'm just doing my engineering classes and yeah they're just spectacular athletes and that's why we love sports um yeah so I I really hadn't realized that until I think we got to college um is there anything about Bedard I don't know how able you are to follow his games um certainly playing in Chicago it's not in our media market here in the metro Detroit area but what have you seen from him, and, and what are your thoughts on him as a player, just as a, as yeah. a, a fan of hockey in general? Yeah, so his skill set really is his hands as well. Um, I mean, he is, like, nobody is able to get the puck from him, and he makes defensemen in the NHL that have been in the league for, you know, 7, 10, 15 years. They, he makes them look dumb, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure, like, on his stat lines or anything, but I've seen multiple clips just on social media of him making – grown men look dumb uh, on the ice and you know I've been there as a defenseman Uh, somebody does that to you got to get back at the next play but uh, yeah he's he's phenomenal Um, like yeah all these young players uh, have like McDavid has speed and that's Mm -hmm. his thing he's got hands as well uh, but the combination of speed and hands will you know make defensemen look dumb and Bedard uh, definitely doesn't have this speed of McDavid but I think that it has better hands and can score. His shot is unreal as well. Um, so, yeah, I would. I really wish I had that talent. Uh, it takes a lot of hard work to get there, but um, it's very fun to watch uh, guys like that. So, yeah. you know, that's why I'm going to that game in a how, week or so. Yeah, how frequently do you get down to um, games, whether yeah. it be um, the Wings or I don't know if you – ever get down to or get over to U of M to see uh, Michigan hockey or up to East Lansing to see Michigan State hockey, how often are you able to see some live sport like that? Yeah, so I try to go uh, to a Red Wings game like about every year. Normally I go around on my birthday, um, mm-hmm. and uh, but then I 
have been trying to go to uh, Lions games um, as of late, as uh, since they've been really good. I had only been to one Lions game up until last year, but uh, I went to I've been to three since then. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I try to go a lot, um, and now that I've graduated, I'll probably try to get some some cheap tickets. Um, but yeah, I've got. Uh, my own money that I can spend on cheap tickets. Uh, Lions games are getting expensive, but that's the price you pay to have a good team. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do go uh, quite a bit to games. Nice. You, know, you referenced the Lions, and we talked about you being a, a, an avid fan of the Lions at the top. Um, certainly this is a year like we have not seen in Detroit with regards to the Lions ever. I mean, I guess we can go back to 1962 yeah, as of yeah. the moment. Um but talk to me a bit, if you can, just about what it was like or has been like to be a Lions fan up until this season yeah. for you. Yeah, so most of the time it's just, uh, you know, it's been painful. Um, not a good t- uh, team on the field. And a lot of times, like in the Stafford era, um, the, the goal was just to uh, squeak into playoffs somehow uh, during that era. And, you know, Stafford was a great player. Um, but... The team around him was was never good, uh, and so I, I had always watched uh, the Lions uh, because I just enjoy NFL. Um, it's definitely my favorite sport to watch nowadays, even more than NHL. Um, but I'd always watched the Lions just to kind of you know hope that they eventually can be good, um, and they have not been up until you know halfway through last year. Uh, they had you know a couple years that they made the playoffs um, in my lifetime. I think just twice, mm-hmm. um, and lost in the first round both games. Um, but this year, it's looking like we're going to hopefully be able to have a at least one home playoff game. Um, so really looking forward to that. I would love to go to the game, but regular season tickets are already like 200 minimum. <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine what playoffs are going to be. So I probably won't uh, go to a game. But, yeah, it's been awesome to follow them this season, and um, maybe by – uh, whenever the listeners are uh, listening to this, um, uh, if it's in a year from now, hopefully the Lions have won their first Super Bowl, um, or at least you know gotten close to being at their first Super Bowl. But would love to see if they can win it. Uh, not sure if they can, but um, definitely enjoy following the ride. Yeah, um, this knocking sound you hear is us knocking on wood right now that the Lions will. <laughs> host a playoff game yeah. because as we record they're they're looking good and well positioned but hey it is the Detroit Lions and we have yeah. a Pavlovian response to the yeah. Lions whenever they seem to be going in the right direction yeah. although this team seems to perhaps be uh, have a little different makeup different yeah. character um, you referenced Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. and, I, and I know that Matthew Stafford was part of a pretty significant I think event that you were able to attend we referenced at the top um, you know attending with your your mom Kathy Going to the to the Super Bowl back in was it twenty one I think or twenty two Super Bowl in twenty two six yeah uh, whenever it was inconsequential at this moment in time but why were you at that Super Bowl and why did yeah. I see a picture on yeah. my son's phone of you with the Vince Lombardi trophy yeah <laughs> yeah so good question yes uh, probably w- almost definitely will never be able to hold the Vince Lombardi trophy ever again but. Uh, yeah, um, so the story behind that, uh, so my brother is uh, a cheerleader on the on the Rams team, um, and so he's been, uh, this is his third year, he's now a captain, 
uh, of the team. There's a couple captains, but he is one of them. This is his first year he's gotten that honor. So um, we have uh, been out uh, to see him every at least once a year. Um, this year I have not, uh, but before, uh, but the year before, um, yeah, we, we try to go every every year. Um, and uh, the first year, so yeah, uh, Brendan, uh, my brother's first year uh, on the team, uh, they had just traded for Stafford, and I told um, my uh, I told my mom and brother like <laughs> I don't want to you know get your hopes up, but there's a chance they could contend for the Super Bowl. Like I think they're going to be very good. I got a lot of pieces and just needed um, a quarterback. A lot of people didn't trust Goff, who's now our quarterback, who you know uh, who I do trust now. Uh, but a lot of people didn't trust Goff and thought we were they were just a quarterback away. Um, and so I said. You know that they've got Stafford, they've got some pieces, they could go. Um, and it turns out they did. Um, and just watching the playoff games, thinking, could I really go to the Super Bowl? Like, do I really have that chance to do that? And we weren't even sure if the cheerleaders' families were going to get tickets yeah, um, or not. Uh, but it turns out they did. And so, yeah, we got tickets. And to, so, yeah, uh, that Super Bowl was an uh, unbelievable experience Wow. Uh, yeah, great weekend to be a, a part of, uh, and seeing, yeah, seeing my brother, uh, they do like, um, in between the quarters, uh, and during timeouts, they do dances, mm -hmm. um, where like the whole stadium is watching, uh, and they like, they announce it. Like, uh, when I was just at the, the Lions game, they announced, yeah, Detroit Lions cheerleading team. And then, yeah, they have them on the big screen and to, to see my brother at the Super Bowl with, um, I'm sure that part probably isn't, doesn't get on TV, but um, however many tens of thousands of people are in this stadium um, to see, yeah, my brother be center of attention for that event, yeah. like the Super Bowl, is absolutely crazy. And, and Well, indeed it is. And if I'm not mistaken, that Super Bowl was actually in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So it was the home stadium of the Rams. Um, what was SoFi Stadium like since, yeah. you, since you've been there a couple of times? What yeah, is that a venue like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, SoFi Stadium is yeah, it's it's awesome. It's very huge uh, stadium, um, quite innovative. Mm -hmm. um, I think with the with the like the overhang. I don't yeah. know if, if you if you've seen there. It's got an overhang, so it's not quite a covered stadium entirely. Uh, so it's a little strange, uh, but uh, yeah, it's almost like an awning. Or yeah, something it's like that an kind of awning. Goes over the top of it. Yeah. It's like an awning, yeah, um, where it's like three-fourths of the stadium it feels like is covered and then there's that one portion that's not um, got a great concourse um, that wraps around the whole uh, building and yeah uh, SoFi Stadium is awesome I definitely go uh, go to SoFi if you get a chance um, and you probably won't get a chance to go there for the Super Bowl uh, like I did uh, but yeah and I probably won't again but yeah unbelievable experience um, so let's go back to that day. Mm -hmm. You're, you're there and uh, presumably you're not just there for Sunday. You're yep. when you, when do you come in with, what's the itinerary look like? What are you able to witness with your, your brother in terms of yeah. his events? I would imagine there are some things on the Saturday before the game and, and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. What, what was that experience like? Yeah. So I think we, uh, flew in on either Thursday, I think it was Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did something pretty much every day. Um, Brendan had, um, some they call them promos um, for the for the Super Bowl mm -hmm. uh, on most days while we were there. Uh, so we would go and see that. 
Um, one of the promos was at like this uh, NFL Hall of Fame uh, event that they call it, mm-hmm. um, and you go there and it's got like locker rooms, uh, you know, fake locker rooms of all the players, uh, one player per team. So, and then like they got games, you know, throwing games, and um, I tried to throw a ball in a bucket uh, like forty yards or something. I did not get it, but I was close <laughs> and it looked good, so it was. Fun, but yeah. So I did that event, and then uh, the cheerleaders were walking around and going on stage. Um, did see the Lombardi Trophy there okay. uh, in a case, yeah. and thought about going up and taking pictures of it, um, or taking pictures with it. But uh, instead of getting to take a picture in the case, uh, yeah, I later got to take a picture uh, with it in my hands, and that was cool. Do tell so, how that came to be. Yeah. So um, before before the game. Um, we, yeah, we were able to go to the Rams, uh, friends and family, uh, pregame party. Okay. Um, and you know, got free food and, uh, all the, all the players, family were there, was there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, we sat next to, uh, Henderson's, uh, who was the, the running back, mm-hmm. uh, cause Cam Akers had, had been injured. Um, so we sat next to his family, um, got free food. Um, free beverages, uh, and then so after the Super Bowl, um, when they won, we uh, we were able to go to the post game party as well with the friends and family, um, and that that was supposed to be the uh, the post game party that all the players went to mm-hmm. that you see on social media the clips of them hanging out. Um, but I think because it was in L.A., um, everybody was saying that all the players went to Drake's house, um, <laughs> and so. Uh, yeah, all the your, celebrities. Your, your invitation was clearly uh, lost to go to Drake's house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we didn't get that invitation, um, but we did to get to see uh, Stafford was in like the, they had a VIP area. Mm-hmm. And Sean McVay came on the on the stage after they had won, obviously, and um, he gave a short little speech, and um, you could tell he. I think he had some beverages uh, as as he should, <laughs> um, and so while we were leaving. Uh, the uh, the after party, um, literally walking out to the, the bus that was going to take us back to uh, the hotel that we were staying at. I see uh, people walking with a trophy, and um, they're kind of just handing it off to people. And I'm like, wait a minute. And somebody puts it in my hands, and I'm like, this is the Lombardi trophy. And you could tell it was because, like, it was all, um, like, you could tell hands had been all over it, and... Um, there were people like in the area that were watching it and I'm yeah. like, this is the Lombardi trophy. This is so cool. Yeah. So I got a picture of that, which as you reference, you've seen on your son's social media. So yeah, I don't really know how that ended up happening. Uh, but yeah, just walking out of the after party. Um, and I'm glad we didn't leave a few minutes earlier. Uh, Cause I wouldn't have gotten to hold that. And I've had that and my brother uh, got a ring uh, okay. Super Bowl ring, and so I've had that on my hand as well. Um, so, yeah, just kind of riding the coattails of my brother uh, being involved in that opportunity that he's uh, been involved in the past couple of years, and, yeah, it's been unbe- unbelievable um, to experience as an NFL fan. That's that's fantastic. What a, what a terrific uh, moment to share with, you know, your family and, and to be able to be a part of that. Now, I, I have to ask, because you are – um, a hockey fan as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup trophy is, you know, probably the most famous trophy in all of sport. Oh, yeah. um, I presume that you've not yet held the Stanley Cup trophy. I 
have not. Okay. But you have held the Lombardi Trophy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where, where would you rank the two of them? Is it still is it still a, a, a dream to perhaps someday be able to hold the Stanley yeah. Cup Trophy? Yeah, definitely. I would nowadays. And um, so I have seen the Stanley Cup Trophy. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's a couple of them that they kind of go back and forth. Um, I have seen it just playing youth hockey. I've mm -hmm. been at some tournaments where they had the Stanley Cup. Um, and, like, our team has gotten a chance to take a picture with it. But mm -hmm. everyone growing up, like, the, there's this superstition of not touching the trophy. Because okay. you, once you touch it before you actually win it, you'll never win it. Which, you know, we're all youth hockey players thinking that we'll win it one day. <laughs> so I didn't touch it even though I had a chance. But nowadays, yes, absolutely. Because, you know, that's too far gone. Um, but, yeah, I would absolutely touch and, and hold the Stanley Cup. And I would... Definitely put the Stanley Cup ahead of the Lombardi, even though mm -hmm. I've held it, because the um, just the, the showing of the cup when uh, when the captain gets to skate up to the yeah. cup and is handed by it, uh, handed the cup by Gary Bettman and holds it above his head and kisses the Stanley Cup and skates around. That is uh, cannot be replicated by any other sport, um, and it's obviously just the size of it. It's way bigger than any other trophy um, and then you see people celebrating with it like Ovechkin um, there's tons of social media videos of you know him celebrating with the Stanley Cup uh, in in a pond I don't know where uh, it's like one of those yeah I, <laughs> or like a, a fountain I think it yeah. was I don't know why he has the cup and a fountain you see people like put it on their boats and I'm not sure why the Stanley Cup ends up in a lot of places but yeah. as, you, as you referenced with Sean McVay Perhaps some beverages were involved. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, and like Tom Brady throwing the um, throwing the uh, Vince Lombardi Trophy across a boat, which he's had enough of those. Uh, so if he lost it, you know, I'm sure he'd just go grab another one off his uh, shelf. Uh, but you know, most people are not throwing their trophy uh, that they worked so hard for uh, across boats. Yeah, but not not a not a great idea. Um, what. Just as a, as, a, as a fan of hockey, what is that moment? I mean, let me back up. Mm -hmm. um, one of the events that I would love to see live someday, and I, I, you know, there's a lot of events I'd love to see live. I'd love to see, doesn't matter who wins it, but I'd love to see the Stanley Cup trophy presentation and then the unmitigated joy that that mm -hmm. team has for the next 15 or 20 minutes skating it around the oh, ice. Yeah. Um, but as a, as a person who's played hockey, who certainly – you know, as you said, was had enough superstition to not touch it, even <laughs> yeah. though there was a small chance that you were ever going to yeah. have a chance to play for it. What is what is that moment like for you as someone who has played hockey, at least through the high school level? Yeah, well, that moment is, yeah, like I said, it is like no other because you know all the players have worked their entire lives for it, um, and they finally get a chance. The captain goes first, and um, skates around, does the lap. You hope it's at a home stadium so everyone can enjoy it. But like when the Red Wings lost in 09, Crosby gets to skate around in front of all our fans because they were away. Um, but it's just an absolute uh, spectacle to, to, uh, to see. Like skating around and then they hand it to every single player throughout the team. Um, you see even uh, players that were on, their, on the practice squad, they dress up for the game. Um, well, not the practice squad, but they were the, like the healthy scratches yep. uh, that day. They dress up um, for the game because they know that there's a chance they can skate around with the cup. 
Um, and so I love that each player gets, like the tradition behind it, each player gets to have a day with it in the off season. Um, and I know, like, I think trainers and the people on the equipment staff and all of those people, um, they also get a day with the Stanley Cup in the off season. So, yeah, the, the presentation of the trophy, um, NHL does it better than anyone. Um, did you, I know that this was before your era, but did you see the year when, when the Wings coach, Scotty Bowman, put the skates on for uh, the celebration and was handed the trophy and then skated it himself? I, had, I don't think I've seen that. That's, a, that's, have, you, that's YouTube yeah, wall, I think. But I have seen uh, when they gave, uh, they put the Stanley Cup in Konstantinov's lap. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would have been so cool to see uh, live. Uh, yeah, but after uh, he had been paralyzed after the the limo accident the year before when they won it um they basically rededicated the season to him and put just being able to put the trophy in his lap um that was incredible yeah it, it was and there were a lot of um i think grown men around the metro detroit <laughs> area who probably were weeping uh, oh, yeah. as, as they saw that oh, happen yeah. um speaking of Konstantinov. The Wings at that time, and again, this is before your time, but they had a large Russian contingent, and there was a documentary made about that as well, The Russian Five. Have you mm -hmm. seen that documentary? I have, yeah. Yeah. What would you think of that? Yeah, I like that. I did not know like it was so involved to get the Russian players over. Like I kind of just assumed that the Russian Five just kind of happened. But I guess, was that at the beginning of the um, like being able to bring the Russian players over, foreign players over? Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, uh, I mean, they were unbelievable players, and... I didn't know it was such a process to get them to uh, come over and play with the Wings. But, yeah, they were incredible. I've seen clips of them just the puck work, and uh, they're just playing keep away with the other team, and nobody can do anything against them. Yeah, they're unreal. Um, I'm going to pivot 180 degrees mm -hmm. right now. Um, I, I know that you're a fan of college football as well. Mm -hmm. You went to a university for higher education that has no <laughs> athletic programs at yeah. all. I, I, you went for the right reasons there, don't get me wrong, um, but what was that like to not necessarily have that on a Saturday yeah. um, or even during the week if it was basketball or what have you? Yeah, well, I definitely kind of got the, the FOMO for you missing out on that um, with the uh, yeah college football Saturdays. Um, so that was the one thing that I uh, missed most about uh, about college of uh, going to Kettering. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, great school academically, um, but uh, yeah, I really wish I would have uh, gotten to experience more of the college football Saturdays. Um, I did go to MSU quite a bit. Of, uh, tried to go like once a year, um, so I did go there uh, to try to experience it. So I feel like I, I got a little bit of mm -hmm. it, um, and yeah, I did see some great moments uh, while uh, kind of taking it in from a couple friends that had gone to MSU. Yeah. Do you, you referenced MSU, is that your, if you had a quote unquote favorite team, would that be it or, uh, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I started watching sports, um, uh, I was watching college football and kind of had to pick a team. Um, my dad had gone to MSU. Um, so I picked MSU and have been with them ever since. Um, and so, yeah, even though I didn't go there, um, still more of a <laughs> Sparty than a lot of people that did go there. Because uh, I've been following them for so long. so And that was like right in the, yeah, when I f first started watching sports, um, was an unbelievable area or uh, era for people um, ar around this area. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Red Wings were still good. Um, 
Pistons were good back then too. Uh, the Tigers were good in, in the in a World Series, mm-hmm. uh, lost in the World Series, and MSU had won uh, a couple Big Ten championships, uh, won the Rose Bowl, um, and so that was really when I first started watching. It was the Kirk Cousins era, mm-hmm. um, and then into the Connor Cook era, uh, with only one bad year in between with Maxwell as the quarterback. Um, but I had started watching uh, sports right around there, um, and it was just unbelievable to follow that team uh through through that time um yeah so that's uh the dawn of my spartan fandom uh but it hasn't been uh very good uh lately uh, except for that one year of mel tucker yeah um but since then yeah i, I don't know where the program are goes you legally here. allowed to mention his name aren't you going to be like fine or something now? <laughs> you know maybe <laughs> Maybe, but okay, yeah, take that part out. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but there was that one year uh, we were hopeful. Um, and the thing with college football is, you know, you can only lose once total. Like, if you lose more than that, uh, you're out of playoffs, really. Um, and, you know, this year there's a lot of undefeated teams. But So mm-hmm. that is the joy of watching college football is, like, when your team is good, every game matters because you, you choke a game once. Like, mm-hmm. we had a, a – MSU had a um, – a really good season one year and lost to Nebraska and Nebraska was not a team we should have any business losing to. It was a really bad call in that game that they scored a touchdown should never have counted. Okay. Guy gets pushed out of bounds and then comes back in. We're not going to relitigate that yeah. Connor. Okay. It's, it's over. It's <laughs> yeah. done. It's in the record books. So, but that's the joy of watching yeah. college football. And um, yeah, I hope MSU can get to mm-hmm. uh, the glory that um, even though, uh, Michigan is going through a lot of uh, um, interesting situations right now. Uh, they are a very good team mm-hmm. um, and have a, uh, you know, the national championship uh, in the in in their future and in, in their hopes still, um, which is what you hope for every single year. Uh, and MSU hasn't had that since yeah since Connor Cook. Yeah. Uh, and wow, that's been a long time since Connor Cook. <laughs> it has been. A, it's been a minute. As um, your generation might say, or maybe that's even a generation before you, I don't know. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, your brother Brendan went to U of M. Mm-hmm. So presumably you maybe saw him yep. you know, dance at U of M or cheer yep. at U of M. What was that experience like for a devout Spartan fan to go in and watch your brother in the big house or Chrysler or wherever yeah. it happened to be? Yeah, so it was very cool to see. I went to yeah both a basketball game and a, a football game, um, probably multiple football games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like when he was on the Rams. It's so cool seeing him like basically center of attention in front of that many people. Um, but even though I was uh, you know at the game, I was cheering for my brother okay. and I was cheering against Michigan, okay. <laughs> against Michigan football. So yeah, uh, the. the one of the games that I went to was against Penn State, uh, Michigan State. It might, might have been the Mel Tucker year or one of the other years. Michigan State was still in contention. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was cheering uh, for Penn State because if Penn State won, it gave us a better chance uh, somehow in, uh, to get to the Big Ten Championship. Okay. Um, and so I was cheering against Michigan. Uh, and my mom didn't know that I was going to be doing that. And the first touchdown of the game or – First time Michigan had scored, she's cheering and I'm sitting down. She's like, why aren't you cheering? I'm like, well, I want them to lose. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, yeah, my Spartan fandom uh, goes deep because when he got accepted into Michigan, 
um, into the Michigan dance team. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, had gone to his dance coach's house or cel- went to celebrate with uh, his dance coaches. And then he, by the time he came back, I had gotten all my Spartan regalia and put it all over his room. So it was just nothing but green and white. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I had to let him know <laughs> that, yeah, even though he's going to Michigan, I'm, I won't convert. <laughs> okay. And uh, how was that received? Yeah, I mean, it was received well. I, okay. he, he knows where it's coming from. So, Good. Good. Um, I, like I said, I cheer for him and against Michigan mm-hmm. uh, sports. <laughs> okay. Um, any other interesting or memorable moments uh, of being a fan beyond um, the football and the, and the hockey that we've talked about to this point? Um, probably just, yeah, more football and mm-hmm. hockey, really. Uh, Spartan football um, and then Lions as of late. Uh, yeah. So one of the, I guess, one of the things that I want to mention, a game that I had been to, mm-hmm. uh, a memorable game. It was my first and only Lions game for a long time until um, halfway through last year when they started being good again. Because even though I had watched every time uh, or pretty much every week, uh, I wouldn't want to spend the money or wouldn't want to make a day out of it to go watch them get blown out by whoever's good at that time. Um, and it wasn't the Lions. Uh, and so one of the games that I, I did go to um, was a Thanksgiving game um, in 2011 um, against the Texans. Uh, and so in that game... Um, what I remember from it, it was a, it was actually a back and forth game. It was very good, um, but uh, the there was one play um, where Arian Foster, who was a running back for the Texans, um, he uh, he had gotten the ball uh, and had been tackled uh, like two or three or four yards after the line of scrimmage. So mm-hmm. is that he was at the fifty yard line um, or something like that, um, and he had been tackled and got right back up and there was never a whistle and he keeps running. And I had like turned to my dad and, um, I thought the play was over. I start talking about the next play or whatever. And I look back at the field and he's running towards the end end zone. And I'm like, what, what happened? Um, and he definitely was down and the replay shows that as well, but there was never a whistle. So he gets right back up. Lions defense acts like he's down. Um, that's why you got to play to the whistle, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then Jim Schwartz, who was the coach at the time, mm-hmm. um, he throws the challenge flag. Although um, this rule had been changed uh, since because of this play. Uh, but if you throw the challenge flag uh, back then, if you throw the challenge flag on a touchdown, um, they, one, can't review it, and two, it's a 15-yard penalty. So he definitely was down. If they would have reviewed it, because the reason that rule exists is because every single touchdown is reviewed. Viewed, yeah. But he throws the challenge flag anyway, um, which, you know, I can't. <laughs> he's a coach. He should know that. Me, I'm thinking, yeah, you should throw the flag. Um, so not only do they not review it, it's a, so they get the touchdown. It's a 15-yard penalty assessed on kickoff. Um, and... We end up losing the game, not directly because of that, because I think that was earlier in the game. But I think that goes to overtime, um, and we hit like a, um, a doinked field goal. Uh, and I think that ended up losing it for us. Um, my memory serves me well. Uh, but definitely uh, that play did not help, because he was down. Um, and, yeah, it actually led to a rule being changed um, because of that play. And I had been there uh, 
So that was another, uh, you know, memorable moment uh, at a sporting event. Well, the Lions have a, a funny way of having rules that get changed because mm-hmm. of them getting the short end of the stick. So yeah. there's a Calvin Johnson touchdown catch that I recall that yep. was not a touchdown yep. once upon a time. Yeah, they've been – there are just so many instances of them getting screwed by <laughs> officiating. Um, and they actually, you know, the team that they have now, they can get screwed um, and still come out on top. Uh, uh, like they're – I forget what it was, but this past weekend at the Bears game, which I actually got a chance to go to, okay, um, there was a, a bad call, and I was screaming about it, and I'm I'm like, well, you know, if we lose, I'm blaming that. But the past the past uh, regime got screwed by so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, past you know, 10, 15, 30 regimes of the Lions, um, they, they get screwed, and you know, they find a way to lose because of it. Uh, but this team hopefully um, get screwed still by officiating and ends up coming out on top anyway. Yeah. So what else is out there for you to want to experience in person? You're a, you're a young fella. So you already checked the Super Bowl off the list, mm-hmm. maybe a Lions Super Bowl, but you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves yeah. now. Um, what else is out there for you to want to see? Yeah. I want to see a Red Wings playoff uh, or Red Wings Stanley cup mm-hmm. uh, game doesn't necessarily have to be the final game, but Red Wings Stanley Cup game would be really nice. Uh, hopefully it'd be affordable. Uh, I doubt it, but that would be nice. Uh, and uh, so I, I had seen a Red Wings playoff game, actually the most recent Red Wings playoff game, which mm-hmm. I don't know what year it was, but way too long ago. Um, the most recent playoff game, which was uh, the last playoff game at the Joe, um, last playoff game for uh, our last game, I think, of, Pavel Datsuk's career, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he retired in the offseason after that. Um, gone to the KHL, or Russian yeah. League. Um, but, yeah, definitely would love to see a uh, Red Wings Stanley Cup game. Uh, they got to, you know, get the team together um, and become good enough to get to the Stanley Cup first. Uh, but Red Wings are my, my first love of sports, and um, I don't – follow them as much as I do uh, the Lions or the NFL as a whole. Um, but that's yeah, it's a little interesting because there's so many games and yeah. not a set schedule like the NFL is. So it's harder to watch the regular season. But come playoffs, of course, I'll watch every single game and follow them a little bit, a little bit more when they have a better team. Yeah, and this year appears to be heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They've had some ups and downs, but uh, certainly in better position this year, I think, than they've been in the last, you know, Four or five for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it feels like with the uh, with the Red Wings, the past like maybe two years uh, before this, like the first half of the season, it feels like okay, we can make the playoffs finally, and then it's somehow one way or another, it just falls apart and they miss the playoffs. Or they're currently like they're at fringe playoff mm-hmm. spot, um, and like where if they make a, a good push, they could make the playoffs, or if they um, let themselves go, now they'll miss. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that they can, but I'm kind of sick of the position we're at right now uh, of, like, maybe, maybe not. You know, I, I want to, you know, get into playoffs for sure and be contenders. They need to take care of business, and, and hopefully you're able to see a good one when they play the Blackhawks in a couple of weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Connor, this has been uh, a pleasure. Thank you so much yeah, for joining sir. us.
Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a you're, pleasure. You're quite welcome. Conversations with Sports Fans is a production of The Sports Fan Project. Our theme music is, fittingly, entitled Wooden Championships by Lobo Loco. Please visit our website at thesportsfanproject.com for more information and to contact us. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other sports fans you know and invite them to give it a listen.